the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. AM 630 The Word is proud to feature our Church of the Week. Our desire is that you will get to know the pastors and churches in our community and find a church you and your family can call home. Here's the host of our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week program, Director of Ministry Development, Marcus Burgos. Thank you and welcome once again to Church of the Week. Uh, It is my great honor to be part of this program uh, because although I love the national speakers, and I say this every week, I love the men and women that crisscross this country and they preach all over the world and they they give inspiring words and they challenge us. Uh, But there is something to be said about the pastors that are in our backyard, those men and women that that stay in one church and preach Sunday after Sunday in at one same pulpit. And we appreciate them and we love them because when we're sick, we call them. When uh, someone something is going on, we give, we give them a call and we understand that they're there for us. And uh, today it is my great honor, my pleasure to be here with one of our local pastors, the pastor, the senior pastor of New Vision Church right here in San Antonio, Pastor Rodney Cundiff. Pastor Rodney, thank you so much for being on the air with us today. Uh, Thanks, Marcus, for inviting me to be a part of this as well as uh, KSLR. Uh, I know their ministry has done so much for our community here in San Antonio and the surrounding areas. So uh, thank you so much for this opportunity. You know, you say the surrounding areas. We are in 39 counties uh, all around South Texas. And so this is a pretty big footprint. And uh, I thank God for that. And uh, because the people that are on the air, the people that are listening to us right now are not only on 410. Right, exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they are all over the place. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I Even think on the Internet. That is right. Wow. I like you. You should come on the air more often. <laughs> <laughs> Rodney, Rodney, and I are, are we, we chit chat and we laugh because we've been friends for some uh, for some several years, five, six, seven years uh, mm-hmm. that we've known each other. And Rodney is, like I said, the pastor of New Vision Church. But before he was a pastor of New Vision Church, uh, Rodney uh, is what I want to talk to you about first. Uh, tell me, because uh, there's, I think there's something always interesting about the person before he was the pastor. Uh, how how did you have your your moment with Christ. How was that conversion moment for you? Were you born in a into a Christian home? Uh, when did you have a radical transformation? How how was your experience? Yeah, my experience is not like probably a lot of people in the sense that they have this uh, moment in which they just had a uh, mile marker that they can just pinpoint and just establish and say, "This is the moment." This is the place. This is the time. I've written it down, the date inside the flap of my Bible as my time of commitment of Christ. I was born in a pastor's home. A uh, We have several pastors within my family, on both sides of my family. And so ministry has always been a part of my heritage. And so I was raised in a Christian home environment. I was raised in the church, um, I- including the time 
that I was in my mother's womb. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, I've always been a part of the church. I've always felt God's call on my life and a pull and tug at a very young age. Mm. It's not to saying that it, it's not saying that I didn't have a a conversion experience, but I guess I would point back to a time uh, my father was pastoring a church uh, in Cincinnati, Ohio, and I'd already taken communion a couple different times uh, as a young boy. And uh, but on this occasion, for whatever reason, when we were doing uh, communion at our church, yeah. he decided he didn't want me to take. He refused me to to take mm-hmm. uh, of the elements, and uh, so that disturbed me and disturbed my little sister at the time, and I remember uh, being a little frustrated with that at the moment. Uh, but then eventually my father took me and my sister up to the choir loft. Uh, that was back when churches still used a lot yeah. of choir lofts, but uh, <laughs> took us back up there, and he explained to us the message of Christ, and wanted to, he just wanted to make sure that we understood what we were doing, its importance, and uh, that we had a commitment to Christ. And so I would probably, if I had to point a time, and I did have a conversion experience, it was probably that day that I was up in a choir loft mm. uh, in Nor- uh, Norwood, Ohio, or uh, in that area of Cincinnati. Yeah. And so um, I look back to that as a, as a point in time, a mile marker in my faith journey. But uh, I've always been a part of the church. I was raised in that uh, kind of like, Samuel opening the doors of the church mm-hmm. at a young age. At so, a young age, yeah. So that's and what a, what a blessing it is to be to have an upbringing like that. Yeah, uh, to be born in a minister's home. Uh, how how so then you know before we we go on to your next generation, let's talk about you know your your parents and and what impact they had in you. Uh, uh, obviously, they were not able to convince you not to go into ministry. <laughs> yeah, yeah. How, was, yeah. how was that? How did their leadership and ministry influence you into making your decision to be in ministry? Well, I think that you know my, my father was bivocational mm-hmm. in ministry, uh, so I understand uh, what it means to be uh, in ministry and also working outside right. of the church. And so uh, they had a strong passion for church, you know, strong, not just church, but a strong passion for Christ and a passion for uh, his love for people. And so that would just permeated everything that we did in our family. Uh, and it was uh, our conversations were sprinkled with things about God and how that that would uh, impact our lives. So church wasn't just something that we did on Sunday, and then we packed up, got in the car, and went home, and then we lived a separate life. No, church and our relationship with God impacted how we lived every single day, Uh, even in the small things with how we would pray over supper to how we would dialogue with neighbors uh, what was expected of us and our behavior at school. <laughs> mm-hmm. And so uh, it was a lifestyle that my parents had ingrained in me uh, at a young age. And so I guess um, that strong influence that they had from even their parents or from the family members that we had that were uh, extended family members helped to shape uh, the direction of who I am as a person and my ministry and you know, I heard a, uh, I heard a story, or since we're talking church, a testimony of of a person 
she was an old, an elderly lady, and it was testimony night in church, and and she got up, and she hardly ever got up because she had been in church all her life, and she went to testify that particular service, and she said, the Lord delivered me from, from many years of drug addiction. Uh, the Lord delivered me from from all these sins and all these horrible sins that she began to quote, and everybody in the congregation was astonished, and they said, wow, we never knew, sister, oh my goodness. And, and when, did you, when did you do that? She says, no, I never did. The Lord delivered me from all of these things. I never <laughs> yeah. had to experience yeah. it. You know? And so sometimes for some of us, and I, I put myself in that same situation, having grown up in, in, a PK, in a PK home, my parents in ministry all of my life. I don't know any other life or lifestyle. I'm, I'm, I'm blessed to have been raised by a godly father and a godly mother that, that are still uh, married today, and I, I am blessed to have that. And I intend to, and I'm trying my best to provide that for my children as well, that they would never have to taste of the cup of bitterness that this world has to offer, uh, but will be able to, to live a life through every stage of their life. Yeah, absolutely, and that's what you just stated. There is exactly what uh, it was my family experience, mm-hmm. and so um, it's not that I didn't have seasons. I'll just, I guess, right. as a yeah. caveat, I'll just put that in there. It's not that I did not have a season in which, you know, I would step away and try to take my own path and make some really bad choices on some things, um, and where I did not uh, follow His will for my life. And, right. uh, and and I ended up uh, suffering mm-hmm. from from those bad choices too, so it's not that I haven't had those moments, but by far, the overarching uh, thing in my life has just been God's grace yeah. in my life, covering me uh, all throughout my childhood, and uh, it positioned me. I was lucky enough to be positioned with not just uh, good family members, but good churches that were supportive as well as uh, being able to uh, have relationships with those individuals within inside the church to help carve a way yes. for me. And uh, so, yeah, it's, I, I'm, I praise God for that. And, you know, one of, the, one of the things that I would say is, is so important is if when we have those moments where we're making bad decisions and wrong things, we have at least learned from our parents how to ask for forgiveness, yeah. how to repent, yeah how to come back to the cross and say, Lord, forgive me. I'm sorry. I messed up. Take me back. You know, and, 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 we, and we know how to, how to do that, how to find our way back home. Yeah, train up a child in the way that you yes. go, and when they grow older, it won't depart from it. Yes. And uh, there's that root there that's always pulling them. Yes. And so you're listening to AM630, The Word, and we are here at the Church of the Week, and my great uh, special guest today is Pastor Randy Cundiff, uh, from New Vision Church, and something uh, that maybe people don't know that I know, and and, and uh, because I have known Rodney for a little while, and we invited Rodney to to uh, to preach at at the church uh, once, and before he preached, he surprised us with his amazing talent, and uh, Rodney's a great <laughs> singer. Rodney, you you can sing. Uh, uh, a little bit, <laughs> <laughs> and you're very humble, bit. and I you're very humble. Bit, but I appreciate that. Yeah, yeah thanks. <laughs> and you're, yeah. you're humble. So uh, no, you 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 can sing. Tell us a little bit. When you were at Lee University, which is uh, the Church of God uh, uh, Education Institution over there in Tennessee, in Cleveland, Tennessee, you were part of a of an elite group over there, were you not? Yeah, I was part of a group called the Lee Singers, and we would 
travel all over the United States and actually even travel outside the U.S. representing the school. Uh, a lot of people know the school right now uh, as far as in the United States right now, probably more so for a group, another group that's out of it called the Voices of Lee mm. uh, that, that has been on competitions on TV and uh, done real well in representing the school. But, yeah, absolutely, I was able to be a part of those groups. Uh, and I was a part of a lot of different things on the campus. Uh, the school was great to me. Um, I appreciate everything that Lee University did for me uh, in setting me up. Uh, I was involved in singing groups that would tour uh, the Lee a soccer team, uh, so All I've been right. enjoying the World Cup uh, this last week, so uh, I'm looking forward to the games coming up this weekend uh, uh, for the uh, World Cup. Yeah. And then, um, but yeah, just different groups and organizations I was be a part of, so yeah, that was a fantastic time of my life. So now, Pastor Rodney, let's, let's transition to the church. Um, tell, me, tell me a little bit about, about New Vision. Where, how, how did you connect with it and, and Introduce me to New Vision Church. Well, I connected with it through our uh, denominational mm-hmm. offices. Uh, I'm a part of the Church of God out of Cleveland, Tennessee uh, Fellowship uh, denomination. And so uh, there had been some work that I was doing, actually, when I was working for the international offices of the Church of God out of the stewardship department. And <laughs> as it so happened, uh, there was a church here Abundant Life, pastored by Eli Bonilla, yes. which you were on staff with That's right. uh, at the time. And uh, when I was uh, there, I was helping churches raise capital for building expansion debt relief. And so I came out as one of the lead consultants to help and assist in the church during that time uh, of their uh, history. And so I came out, was introduced to San Antonio on a regular basis, uh, being out here. And then I didn't know it, but a year or so later, uh, then there was an opportunity uh, here to come and help a church that was uh, in desperate need of some assistance uh, as it was relating to do kind of a do, kind of do a turnaround right. for the church, and so uh, prayed about it, and that was an opportunity that the denominational offices for. Uh, the Church of God had asked me to do, and so I came out, and uh, yeah, we've done, dove in, and been able to help the church, and kind of uh, help it to get reestablished, and so I'm excited so about it. So you know what, tell me, tell me about, um, realistically, in ministry, many people uh, think, one time someone told me, man, I wish I had your job, all you do is talk for 45 minutes, yeah. and that's it, uh, and so that was, uh, you know, I chuckled. Because uh, preaching is is about ten percent of of ministry, if that much, um, and so talk to me because what you had to do at New Vision was not preach so much to save it. You had to get behind. It was behind the scenes type of work. Talk to me a little bit about ministry in that sense. Well, I think a lot of people as they get ready to go into ministry, or that if they're praying about it or considering it, they they see what pastors do, and I think the average person, if they're honest. Uh, sitting on the pew, looks at a pastor and says, okay, well, I could probably do that. Uh, you know, I could speak for 30 minutes or 45 minutes or an hour, depending on your local congregation. <laughs> depending uh, if you're Pentecostal yeah, or not. Exactly. <laughs> and, so, um, and so as they look at that, they go, oh, okay, I could, I could do that or as well or come close to doing that. Right. And so that's what they assume that's all that we do. 
um, they don't know what we do throughout the rest of the week. But what I have found, at least within our movement, is that I'm not only just the CSO, the chief spiritual officer, I'm also the CEO, chief executive officer, I'm the CFO, uh, chief financial officer. Uh, I have these other hats that I have to wear. Mm-hmm. Uh, at, you know, in a larger church, sometimes you can uh, pawn that off and distribute some of that responsibility to other staff. But in a lot of the churches, and in most churches, right. uh, a pastor is where everything stops. You know, I think it was uh, Teddy Roosevelt that had the plaque on his table or on his desk that said, you know, the buck stops here. That's right. Well, uh, for the senior pastor of most churches, everything eventually ends up on his desk. And so even if he's not responsible for it uh, personally on the day-to-day thing, ultimately the success of the church, he's responsible. So he bears the weight of that. And, yes, there's a lot that we do behind the scenes and that I had to do from an administrative standpoint in trying to uh, turn the church as well as a lot of time going in by myself when nobody else was there mm-hmm. and finding a quiet time and falling on my face before God, mm. asking for help, knowing that I'm doing everything that I can possibly do on my end, but I need a divine intervention yes. to step in uh, and for him to help us uh, to reignite uh, a work uh, in San Antonio on the west side. So that's, wow. You know, wow, that's powerful. That makes me, that makes me want to want to pray for pastors in San Antonio. So if you're listening, as you're listening to AM630, The Word, and Church of the Week program, and you know a pastor, you have a pastor, you go to a church, you know what? Stop giving him a hard time. (laughs) Pray for that person. Pray for him. Pray for her. Pray for the family. uh, Because they're doing a lot of things behind the scenes that you don't even know. And so, Pastor Pastor Ronnie, with that that word, why don't you share something from your heart now that you have You've gone through a lot of behind-the-scenes stuff, and New Vision today is is a is is on solid ground compared to when you got there, and so now you're 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 more firm as a ministry. Share with us a little bit from your heart, uh, a word for someone driving down 281, 1604. You know what what would you say to them to encourage them today? I, I would say to them what I find when I go to minister to a lot of people who are struggling or having some sort of a, a crisis in their life. I always go to the words of Paul that says, do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, in prayer and petition and thanksgiving, present your request to God. And then the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will, you know, mm-hmm. you know, it will come into your heart. It'll yes. guard your heart. Yes. It'll guard your mind. The peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your heart. Yes. And what I find is that so many people, when they are tormented by something, are struggling emotionally, struggling mentally, struggling uh, to deal with life issues, whether maybe it's a divorce, a miscarriage, uh, death in the family, all sorts of things. Uh, and if it's a pastor, struggling with things that they're dealing with in the church. But... I find the words of Paul reminding us to not be anxious, but in all those things, be thankful for what God's doing, and then the peace of God will rush in and will guard our hearts and minds in Christ Jesus. I find find it as as an exchange. 
You know, God can give you, but you have to give him. And sometimes you think, well, God, you know, I have to give him money. No, he doesn't want or need your money. However, if you give him what you're worried about, he will give you his peace. Yeah. If you give him what is keeping you up at night, he, he will give you that peace that doesn't make sense. You know, how, how, could you, how could you be restful at a time like this? You have all these problems. You know, well, the reason I can is because the peace of the Lord. That makes no sense. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, there have been times that, you know, that I'm struggling with whatever I'm dealing with at the church or in my own personal life or whatever. And, you know, you begin to, you wake up and immediately your thoughts are on yeah, that exactly, issue. Exactly. Well, what do you do? Mm-hmm. At that point, you've got to give it over. You've got to surrender it over to God because there's some things that are beyond your control. And so when you ask God for that peace, that peace will come in. That peace uh, is promised to us. Uh, matter of fact, Jesus said he was. A, that's one of his names. Mm-hmm. The, prince, the prince of peace. That's right. And so uh, this is why Pastor Rodney, I think strongly, and I, uh, I am pro church uh, because sometimes you know we could read our Bible at home and we could sing songs at home. Why do I need to go to church? It's for reasons like this, for for to be able to be in a congregation where where the man of God, the woman of God. Could, could speak a word of peace over our life and teach us and hold our hand uh, as we're walking through this valley and help us to get through it and understand, you know what, there is a peace. There is something that I, that I need. I, I could give this over to God. I, I did not even know until my pastor told me. And so if you're listening to Church of the Week program on, on AM 630 The Word and you're driving around, I want to I invite you uh, to check out to check out New Vision Church. They're on newvisionpeople.com New on the web. Uh, your address, what is your address? 10050 West Commerce Street, San Antonio, 78227. Seven. Okay, so if you're on 151 inside 410, right, you're, you're, right. you're headed. Get off on Pin Road. Pin Road, there Drive you go. Drive about two miles and you'll come uh, to the church there. So New right Vision, New Vision is the church that you pass when you're on 151. Uh, they're 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 that that church looking building. That yep. is a church. Yes. It looks like a church. It's a beautiful building. That's where Pastor Rodney and New Vision is, and they have services every Sunday at 11 a.m. Let me ask you this yes. quick question: Do I have to go in a in a three piece suit to church on Sunday? No, we just ask that you come. With clothes, come, come clothed, <laughs> but that's. But yeah, we, there is no uh, dress code that we have. Uh, we have uh, individuals that have shown up before in shorts and uh, have the Spurs jersey on. All right. Uh, yeah, and so uh, yeah, they can come how they are. Most of us come in blue jeans. Um, that's mainly our attire. Usually blue jeans and a nice shirt. Uh, but yeah, you're more than welcome to come. It, it, we're not worried about what your dress is. We're worried about connecting you to Jesus Christ. Amen. Amen. Won't you? Won't you? We got. We have a couple minutes left before we close. Won't you invite San Antonio Church? Hey, we'd love for you if you're in the San Antonio area, especially on the west side, to come and visit us at New Vision Church. You can find out more about us at newvisionpeople.com. 
And uh, we're located at 10050 West Commerce Street here in San Antonio. Our vision and our mission is to connect you to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ. And we ask our people at our church to do that by three things. And that's one, for us to gather regularly, because we understand that when we gather regularly that that we can grow and uh, be strengthened with one another. So we ask you to gather with us regularly for you to grow intentionally with us so that you are getting plugged into a small group someplace, Bible study, where you're not just allowing uh, yourself to grow from uh, the teachings that we have on Sunday, but yet you are into a growing relationship with Christ. And then third, that you... Uh, give back generously. So we ask you to gather with us regularly, grow intentionally, and give back generously through your time, talents, treasure, and your finances to be able to use uh, what God has given you and resourced you to impact the kingdom. And so if you're looking for a church in San Antonio, and if you're looking for a place of worship uh, that can help you connect to a growing relationship with Jesus Christ, we understand if you do those three things and dive in with us and uh, catch the vision of our local body, uh, we know that you'll be used uh, of God, and uh, we believe that God's hand will be on your life. There was there was a, a promo in New York where I'm from and, uh, for a particular thing, and they said, you have to be in it to win it. Yeah. And and so, <laughs> uh, good things can happen, but you got to go. Absolutely, you got You got to get there. And so, I I tend to not give people a a an out because there's highways all over San Antonio. That if you live on the east side, you can travel on a highway uh, to the west side. If you live north or south, you can get on whatever your favorite highway is and make it over to New Vision. Over there on Commerce, they are right off of 151. Uh, another and 410. And 410, right there. Right uh, near Military Road. Exactly. You know, so, and so yeah. if you go to newvisionpeople.com, you can find them and uh, give them a call and show up on Sunday. You don't have to even warn them. Yeah, and they can go onto our website, find our resource page, and go to Connect with Rodney Cundiff, which has all of our sermons uh, from the last you know several weeks they can listen to. Awesome. I want to thank you, Rodney, for coming out today. Hey, thank you. So I appreciate it. Uh, You're listening to Church of the Week on AM 630 The Word. God bless you, San Antonio. Thank you for joining us today as we featured our AM 630 The Word Church of the Week. We hope that during this past half hour, you got a chance to know the pastor and learn something about their church. We encourage you to get involved in your local community church. If you'd like to nominate your pastor to be featured on an upcoming Church of the Week program, submit your nominations at am630theword.com. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.